It's always a privilege to share to you the Word of God, uh, especially this evening. And as we preparing the sermon, and I didn't realize that uh, Pastor Devin and I were kind of at the same topic about thanking God. So we don't plan it, uh, for sure. <laughs> and uh, basically, he has uh, seven points, and I have seven points as well. And probably that's a... Uh, it's, uh, they, they call it the number of God. But anyway, uh, please turn your Bibles with me in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 7. And may I request you everyone to please stand as we um, read this all together. Deuteronomy chapter, seven, uh, chapter 2, I mean, uh, verse 7. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 7, begin. For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the works of thine hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. This forty years the Lord thy God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness into our lives and even for the whole year that you've been with us. And as we ponder upon your word, I pray the Lord that you would give us wisdom and may the power of the Holy Spirit and would work in our hearts as we anticipate the coming of the next year. Lord, I pray that you would give, help us to, to take time to pause, to, to think of what the, are the things that you have done into our lives and especially for this church. Father, I pray that you would be with us and a mere name be glorified in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Please take your seats. So Deuteronomy, uh, uh, the book of De Deuteronomy is actually the, uh, the, the recollection or what, what we can say is the giving out the second law. That's why the, the most um, Bible scholars, or if you read from different uh, sources, that they call it the second law. Why is it there's a need for the people of Israel to, to have this uh, second law, to remind them of, of the laws of God, to remind them about the faithfulness of God into their lives. Why? Because the older generation, you remember, they passed away for 40 years in the wilderness that they've uh, been there, there's another generation that uh, rise up and don't know and probably needs to, to remind of who God is and what has God done into the nation of Israel. So we all know the story of how God took people, the, how God took the people of Israel out of, from bondage and they brought the, the, he brought them uh, to the land, uh, to the promised land, where, where God promised uh, um, to them, God showed them actually the His love. God showed them His power. He showed them His care to them. And yet, as a nation, they became stubborn. They, they are the people of unbelief. Okay, they are unbelieving people of Israel, and they failed God. Uh, they failed God and failed to see the character of God in their lives. 
So that's one of, of the problem of the nation of Israel during their journey in the wilderness. Actually, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Apostle Paul mentioned several you know, things that they have experienced. Like, for example, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud. And that speaks about the Shekinah glory of, of the Lord, that they've, God has always been with them. You know, during the day, it's the pillar of fire. During the, uh, uh, I mean, the pillar of cloud. During the night, it's the pillar of fire. So they experienced the presence of God, but missed the person. They also experience all pass through the Red Sea. We all know, we all know the, the story how, how miraculously God um, delivered the nation of Israel out from the hands of Pharaoh. And, because, uh, and all of those things, they forgot about what God has done to them. Another thing that they have experienced, they've been all baptized unto Moses in the, in the cloud and in the sea. Also, it says in verse 3, and did all, did all eat the same spiritual meat? You know, we, we know that God provided their food, right? Um, uh, manna, quail. And for, for this journey, God sustained them with, with the food that they need. So it's uh, really, um, you know, amazing how God provided and loved um, showed his grace and also they um, in verse 4 did all drink in the same spiritual drink you remember when, when, when Moses you know um, uh, when God provided uh, the water from out of, from the, of the rock so it's really hard to produce water in, in that area but God you know miraculously provided uh, water also to them but thinking of all these things, in spite of, of the, the things that God has given to them, God did to them, and how God blessed them as a nation, you will expect, you know, a heart of gratitude from them, right? If you have, if, if God has given you so much of what you have right now, actually, as a Christian, people would expect that you will have a heart of gratitude but not so in the nation of Israel. As a nation, they murmured, and especially in the next verses of that chapter, in chapter 10, they lost after evil things. They committed adultery, uh, idolatry. They committed immorality. They tempted God 10 times in the wilderness, they, and they murmured against God. So all these things, out in spite of the things that God has given to them, they paid back God for ev evil things. And it's sad if, if Christians does that in, to God. If sometimes we, we, we pray to God of things that we, we need, and God, you know, out of his purpose, don't answer that prayer. We forget about, forget about the things that God has done into our lives. And for that one uh, answer of no to our, uh, of our prayers, we tend, to, we tend to think of God is unfaithful. But no, 
here in, in Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 7, the, the, the verse that we have said, uh, read, Moses reminded them about the faithfulness of God in their lives. Though they are not faithful, yet God remains faithful to them. We are like that, right? Are we, do we deserve of the things that we have right now? Certainly not. Especially for salvation and all the things that you have, temporal blessings and all the, the, the spiritual blessings that we have, we don't deserve it. But God gave it because He is good. He is faithful into our lives. And God showed it to us and even to His character, who He is. God showed to them His character uh, even the faith, uh, the, the, in the people of Israel, that they have an all-sufficient God to depend on. We do too. The same God that they have served there in the Old Testament is the same God that we serve today. So brothers and sisters, let us not forget that God is always, God is always faithful in our lives. God is and will always be faithful in our lives so may our hearts have always have this joy in in looking back on the things that god has done for us now i entitled this message uh this evening look back and thank god look back and thank god so this evening we will deal with seven truths about this verse um in verse seven of chapter two verse of chapter two Uh, but before we go to the seven truths, uh, notice in that verse, verse 7, the first five words, because it's very key, it's very important, especially to their lives as, as a nation of Israel and also to our lives as Christians today. It's very important that we realize who God is. So first, first five words there, the Word of God says, for the Lord thy God. So this is very key. Moses reminded them that it is not him, right? It is not him, uh, nor other people did great and wonderful things upon them. It's, it's not any uh, so-and-so or even, even him, uh, because you, if you look, try to look back uh, in the time of Jesus' ministry, they, they always put Moses into the pedestal. Right? They put always the law of Moses, but they practice, they, they have um, practiced in a, in a wrong way of the things that Moses have taught them. So Moses has told them that it is not him, but it is the God uh, of their fathers. It is the very God who did great things and wonderful things uh, upon their lives. This acknowledgement is very key in our lives as well also. What we have, remember this, what we have and what we become are all because of God. Now, I'm not talking about consequences of sin because it's different. I'm, I'm not talking that way because, because the reason why you, you know, a person or a Christian being backslidden or something like... Um, you know, in the difficult situation because of the consequences of sin. I'm not talking about that, but the things that God has done for us. You know, what, 
can you still remember your, you first become a Christian and what you are right now? What you have, even temporal blessings, spiritual blessings, the blessings of family, the blessings of, of friends. That those things are priceless that the world cannot provide. So as we look back, I pray that it will be a result of thanksgiving in our hearts to God. So now the first truth we should look back on, and especially in this verse, is number one, God's providence. God's providence. It says, therefore, the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the works of thine hand. So the first truth gives us the idea that it is God who is in complete control of all things. We should realize that whatever the things that are happening into our lives, it's not beyond the knowledge of God. You know, God knows everything of what you're going through. It's really comforting if we know that truth in our lives. Because whenever you feel like lonely in going into a situation, remember that God is always there. Have you remembered every situation that you feel so uh, lonely in a situation? Don't think that you're alone because God is always there. It's, it's, he is in control. God is the one who causes the labor of the children of Israel to flourish. That's reminding them. Whatever they have right now, especially when they, enter into, they are going to, to enter into the promised land, God reminded them that you will possess something that you, you didn't, didn't work, right? You will live into the place that you don't have, you, all you have to do is to take, take that because I promise that to you. There's already, already um, a, you know, good harvest. There's all good um, shelter to, 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 um, to live. And even as of, as of ours right now, it is God who prosper you, whether it be temporal blessings that you have right now. So our life is not, uh, you know, the world is trying to convince us that our life is governed with, governed with chances. No, our life is not governed with chances or fate. Fate. But it is God who is in control. It is, it is He who caused our, you know, the blessing of all the works that you have done. Psalm 68, verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who, holy load, uh, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. So it is the Lord who has provided us with everything that we have here in this life. The second one we can see here in this verse is not only God's providence, but also God's perception. God's perception. It says there two words, he knoweth, he knoweth. Okay, he knoweth. So every situation that the children of Israel had been through, God knew all of them. God knew all of them. He knew all their murmurings and unbeliefs to, to him. He knew their needs. He knew even their hearts. And that's exactly uh, our situation right now. God knows uh, who you are before 
and God knows what you will become in the future. He knows everything. And he, he, knew, he knew even your hearts today, tonight. God, God, God's knowledge is beyond our comprehension, right? So even in Matthew chapter 6, verse 8, when we pray, it's, it talks about, it talks about uh, uh, prayer. It says in verse 8, Be not therefore like unto them, okay, unto them, for your Father knoweth all things, Ye have need, uh, knoweth all things ye have need of before ye ask him. So it doesn't it does say that, does it say that, oh, I don't need to pray anymore because God knows already. I'll just say, Lord, you know what I need. Amen. Um, it's not like that. Um, because God still, you know, he, this is command to, to pray. It shows dependence uh, on him. We don't do things on our own, but you know we. But of course, God wants us to to ask of Him, right? Remember in Matthew seven seven, ask, and it shall be given you. So, so it's it's uh, God knoweth all the things that you're go going through. So we always remember that. Number three. Um, number three, not only God's providence, God's uh, perception. But we can see here God's plan, God's plan. The word there is walking, walking. He knoweth thy walking. Okay, part of God's plan that the children of, God, children of Israel should walk through the wilderness. He actually uh, purposely did that. And we can, I will, I will uh, talk about that later. God can easily teleport them, right? Can God uh, do it? Like, okay, you from e uh, bondage of Egypt going there to the promised land. Can God do that? Of course, he can. There's nothing, in, there's nothing impossible to God. So he can easily uh, do that. Kill the inhabitants of, of the land. Give them all they need. He can do that. But God's plan was to let them experience the wilderness. But most importantly, as they travel, God wanted them to understand that he is with them. They will experience God himself, God himself. But sad to say, sad to say most of them failed to, to see that. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God, you know, in his plan, always wants you to go into something so that, you, so that your faith will be mature, will be mature. The fourth one, not only God's providence, God's perception, God's plan, but also, number four, God's purpose. God's purpose. So he knoweth they walking through this great wilderness. He says they're through this great wilderness. Through. That's the key there. Through this great wilderness. Later in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2, Moses reminded them the purpose of God 
why he led them through the wilderness. And that, uh, I will read that uh, in verse, chapter 8, verse 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee this 40 years in the wilderness, notice, to humble, uh, to humble thee and to prove thee to know that what is in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandment or no. Um, I know that uh, primary reason why God led them, God, you know, um, led them to the wilderness because of their unbelief. Um, actually, when they in Kadesh Barnea, God is ready to give them to give them the land. But remember, Moses sent twelve spies, and majority of them said, "Oh, we can't conquer the land because there's giants there, and and we're like grasshoppers uh, to them, right?" So majority always does doesn't you know in a good situation so they said majority wins so majority is always good but in this in this uh, story we know that majority of them failed uh, of trusting God and that's why they led them and you know God promised that those who are 20 up their carcasses will be in the wilderness it's, it's a sad story there. Um, but also, because of their unbelief, God used that situation now for them to realize that they have to depend on God and also to humble them, to humble them, um, to, to make them you know, know that, that it is only by God's grace, through him, that they can go through that land. Okay, so um, number five. Okay, number five, not only God's providen uh, providence, perception, plan, purpose, but also you can see there God's patience. Um, I know it, it's, it records there in, in the law that it's only 38 years. It, it did not complete actually for 40 years. But plus the, their stay, they stayed twi twice in Kadesh Barnea. They also stayed in the plains, of, the plains of Moab where, remember Moses went to the Mount Pisgah and God let him show the land. But of course, for, for that, years it, it included so 40 years so this 40 years for 40 years God dealt the unbelief of his people um, there's a preacher that says it takes you know I know that there's nothing impossible to God but he, he said that that it's easy for God to take them out from the land of bondage but it's harder for him to take the Egypt out of their hearts because it's they've been saturated it's been they're so immersed with with the culture with with the idolatry of of the nation of egypt and out of that 40 years in the wilderness it's not that god failed but it's them who failed god to trust god of who he is and being thankful to them so but 
but you can see the patience of God. They're almost eliminated. Can, God is actually wants to start a new generation to Moses. But then Moses intercede, and you can see the patience of, of God to the nation of Israel. And I hope you can see the patience of God also. And sometimes when, when, we, uh, you, know, when you see people that's so uh, irritating to you, um, just think that how God is really patient to you as well when you, th you think of those people that are irritating. So, you, they, so they've seen the, the, the patience of God. Let's go to the book of Exodus chapter 34. Exodus chapter 34. Verses 6 and 7. So I'll be reading that. Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 and 7. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for, thou for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. You can see there the patience of God to the people of Israel. Next is not only God's patience, but also God's presence. God's presence. Let's uh, go back to our passage in verse 7. For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the works of thine hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. For forty years the Lord thy God hath been with thee. For 40 years, God is always there for them. When the children of Israel started the journey, God gave them a visible token of God's presence, of his presence, so that they will clearly see this, you know, uh, humanly speaking, we tend to, to, uh, to say, to see is to believe, right? But God's way is believe and you will see. Um, we they have a clear um, manifestation of the presence of God through the pillar of clouds and pillar of fire. In the entirety of their journey, even until the possession of the land, God never leave them nor forsake them. God never abandoned his children, even though they are hard-headed, hard because that's his promise. Even you can see that in... in uh, in the New Testament, but also you can see that in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8, and the Lord, he is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. It's also mentioned in the book of Joshua. So there's a, there's a lot of uh, passage in the scripture that God always talks about his faithfulness and even not leaving us even in our most you know deepest and hardest situation in our lives that's what he did in the nation of israel but lastly not only god's providence 
God's per perception, God's plan, God's purpose, God's patience, God's presence, but also in the last we can see God's provision. God's provision. In verse, in that verse, thou hast lack, lack, lack nothing. Lack nothing. God miraculously provided them for 40 years. Um, have you tried to think? Okay, let's say 2 million people. How would you prepare food for them? It's hard, right? Even this, even just this congregation, if, 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 if the Lord will give you an opportunity to feed this congregation only, it will be harder, right? But because, yes, we know that it is God. He, he did miraculously provided them for 40 years in the wilderness. God provided them food, provided them water, protection, and so on. There's, there's a lot. And in Deuteronomy chapter 8, uh, 8, verse 4, it says, Thy raiment wax not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell this 40 years. And no wonder the psalmist would say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So never forget that God is always uh, gives us, you know, even little things. We can thank God for his provision. So most of us probably have lots of things in mind, uh, what to do next in the 2019. Uh, I mean, yes, yes, 2019. You know, people want uh, always, what is common in 2019? You know, New Year's resolution, right? And the first thing in my mind, go to the gym. <laughs> so people always say that. It's not me, okay? So um, <laughs> um, they always want, oh, I, I, I will, you know, get fit for this year. Um, but at the end, the consistency, you know, drop, drop down and forgot about what they, they have, uh, they, have uh, they have a New Year's resolution. And what else? There's a lot of things that we can think. Um, uh, people wanted to do you know, new things for the next year. But then again, we failed. But before we look forward, I would encourage you to let us look back. Let us look back. Before we step into 2019, um, let us have a, a moment, especially when you are in your prayer closet. When you're praying to God, and even, even you know, go to somewhere else. Um, some, sometimes I do that. Um, go, go to somewhere else that you're alone. Um, probably you're with your wife or you're with your husband, and try to think of the things that God has done into your life. Let us look back and thank God. As a church, what did God accomplish through this church? So you, you can. You can think of a lot of things to thank God for this church. As a family, what, what, how did the Lord help you to go through in, in situations in your family, relationships in a family, right? So you should 
think of those things. There's a lot of things that you can think of and thank God for what he did into your lives. As an individual, what did uh, God has done for you as an individual? You know, um, I will say it again. Before, you know, what, got, what you are before and what you, are be, what you have become, it is all because of God. Of thinking of those things that God has done so much for us, it keeps our feet on the ground, actually. Because without God, we can do nothing. It is always by the grace of God, by the, mercy of, by the mercies of God, by His goodness, by His grace, by His strength, wisdom, and a lot of things that God has given to us that we should always keep in mind. We should look back and thank God for all His benefits towards us. And now if you, have, if you are here and have not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, God's plan to every people that they should be saved. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Um, God's plan is to save you so that he can accomplish his purpose, purpose through you. He is the one that lead you here, actually. So people, you know, you, you know that it is God that lead you so that you can now, you can know for sure that you will have eternal life in heaven with God. If you are a Christian, you know, not living your life for God, you know, I'm not talking about uh, only backslidden Christians who don't uh, attend here in, in, in the church anymore. But you know, the Bible says that we can be backslidden in the heart. We may be here, but our hearts is away from the Lord. And that's uh, one of the problem also of the, of, uh, the people of Israel in, in, back in, in the days of Haggai, in the days of Zechariah, in the days of Malachi. That they're there sacrificing, you know, doing these things, but their hearts. You know, God said to them, I don't want your sacrifices, I want your heart, so return to me. So that's why if you're here and not leaving your life for God, you know, backsliding state is not always, it's, it's, it's not always and never will be the purpose of God into, into the Christian life. God does not want us to be on that situation and God and neither continually live a life like that. So why we just, why you just come back? You know, um, if, if every backslidden, you know, with her heart or in, in person, uh, should realize that apart from God, there's nothing that you can do, right? So if people will, may offend you probably, well, chances are they will offend you again, right? Because we are only sinners. We are, we are sinners saved by grace. Um, but we, but um, don't let people hinder you in worshiping God. Don't let, you know, situation hinder you in worshiping God, right? So, so if you're a Christian living your life, but you're in a situation wherein you have a difficult situation right now, whether it be trials, you know, testing, struggles in your life, remember that God is always there. He is always faithful to each of us. So I hope that uh, we should always remind ourselves uh, before we look forward, let us look back. 
and thank God. Let us pray.